Welcome to Social Minute, podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today we're going to be covering minute 108, which goes from an hour 47 to an hour 47 59. Um, uh, we start with the last kind of tail end of the Facebook uh, headquarters as Mark is wistfully staring at the boxes that have been left on his desk um, and seems happy at the achievement of having a million members, uh, but at the same time is kind of, you know, uh, regretting maybe what's happened with Eduardo. Uh, from there, we cut to a party uh, taking place in a dorm. Uh, we we like music is being played, but I can't quite tell what that music is, and I don't think it's identified on the soundtrack. Uh, but there is that one douche who's playing an acoustic guitar <laughs> over the top of this extremely loud music, and it sounds like he's trying to play the tune that is being played. Which it's like, dude, what are you doing? Go further away from the house. Play that guitar somewhere else, preferably in your own dorm, yeah. away <laughs> from other people. And we then get upstairs and, you know, uh, as part of the after party, we have returning Ashley. Uh, we've also now been joined by two sorority girls who are intent on snorting cocaine off something. Something. Um, and then we're also joined by a frat guy played by an actor who we will definitely have to talk about. And it seems that somebody has already gotten into the supply before we got there. As Sean is talking very, very quickly, uh, he mentions a picture sharing application uh, and then he talks about uh, tagging. Just at the end of the minute, uh, the police arrive <laughs> and they're turning the music off. Um, and we'll talk more about the outcome of what happens after that tomorrow. And joining me to talk about today is Dan Costello, Dan. Hello. Yeah, so this is kind of the start of the party. Um, you know, this party only lasts like two and a half minutes in the entire film, <laughs> something like that. Can I ask um, you a question though? That, yeah, go for that it. That shot, there's a seems like there's a pan there's a panning shot that goes from yeah. outside into the house, and we're seeing yeah. the party, like you said, the person in the. How long do you think that that took to set up? I mean, Fincher himself does take after take, but just to get that, and it's beautiful. It lo- it's a seamless like from the outside to the inside. It it's it's really cool. I mean, it's not like yeah. the Goodfellas thing, but it's it's pretty. Yeah, and I, the thing is, as well, is as it moves through the house, it looks like it. It's like a. I, I don't. It goes through the wall, uh, which is is which is rare that Fincher kind of like. I mean, it's been a while since he did anything that fancy. Uh, there was a shot that was in Panic Room that kind of like followed through all the kind of electricals in the the house, um, and that was basically one hundred percent CG. And I have a feeling that that transition is also. Uh, a CG transition like from the outside is probably on like a location and then as it hits the wall it trans it turns into a set um yeah so it's but yeah and uh, looking at it as well because there's no um actual kind of main cast members in that shot either I have a feeling that's a second unit shot I don't think Fincher would have been concerning himself with doing that that shot um but uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's a nice shot. And then we, we kind of um, like immediately. I mean, in the script, it's described as we can hear thumping music coming from the party inside and college kids have spilled out to the front lawn of this pristine four column house, which is kind of what it looks like. It looks like a kind of typical sorority house, um, you know, and it's dark, but we can we can make out people dancing. The place is packed. We do see like someone, um, you know, using a lighter very briefly as it kind of pans across because it is mostly kind of a bit murky and you just see that kind of flash of light as it goes across. Um, And then we kind of instantly cut into the bedroom um, and then we see Sean and Ashley coming in. um, And, you know, Sean is... In the script, it's directed that Sean has got his cell phone out and he's snapping a picture, but I don't... That doesn't happen. Um, That's obviously something that, you know, Sorkin imagined happening. 
Um, we do get this kind of thing of like, you know, the, the, the dialogue where the fraternity guy says you can do it on anything. You can use a CD. And one of the sorority girls says you can do it off me. Um, now, it's funny because the dialogue doesn't say exactly what they're doing. And it is merely kind of implied. Uh, and in the script, there's a lot more like this literal description of somebody taking out a vial of coke and like, you know, drawing the lines and getting a $20 bill. And like there's a whole description of what's going on. We never see any of that in the film. You literally like you literally just see stuff going on and then stuff. It cuts away before anything actually happens uh, because that's how they maintained the PG-13 rating. Um, it's just to imply drug use. There was uh, like should... a drug haze, like a smoky haze in the party. Did you notice that? It's like yes, beautiful. Yeah. It's like it's the best version of that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that, yeah. The kind of the downstairs has this haze over it, and like I said, it has that guy playing the acoustic guitar. Um, <laughs> and, and and the thing is, he's playing like it sounds like he's playing the chords to whatever song he's playing, and it's like why why would you do that anyway? Um, that we we only see him very briefly. Uh, and then once we get upstairs, we then have Sean, you know, giving what I feel is kind of the most Sorkin-esque dialogue in this entire kind of few minutes. Explaining well, Instagram, basically, right? Yeah, he says, the next trans transformative development, a picture-sharing application, a place where you can view pictures that coincide with your social life. It is the true digitalization of real life. You don't have to go to the party anymore. You can go to a party with your digital camera and your friends relive the party on Facebook and tagging the idea. And, and like, he kind of gets stopped, um, you know, at that point uh, as he's kind of saying that, um, you know, and and then, like, we hear the girls, you know, uh, I think it's, it's in the script, it says sorority girl number two, but I think it's actually Ashley who says, would this be easy without a bra? Right. And, and then, then the, the frat guy's like, it's worth finding out. Um, now, in the script, it's directed that the girls slip off their bras, but obviously to maintain the rating, they do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then, of course, you know, Sean talks about how, um, you know, people kind of, you know, spend hours, you know, um, watching what people do when they log on. Um, and, you know, he'll he'll kind of talk about, um, you know, the, the kind of like how they, uh, you know, how they check their friends' uh, status updates and they check their friends and see their profiles and change their pictures. Uh, like kind of as he's going on about this, the kind of the music is stopped um, yes. downstairs. Um, and we'll kind of get back to his kind of his ideas in the next minute because we then are following the cops around the house as they start to shut things down. Um, now, I think what's interesting is the fact that Sean is describing something where he says, obviously, you know, you take your digital camera, you know, obviously this is kind of this is, you know, pre iPhone. So no one is thinking about I mean, you had camera phones, but obviously the quality probably wasn't good enough. Um so, you know, he's talking about, you know, taking a digital camera and reliving the party on Facebook. Now, what he's describing there is people going to a party, taking a bunch of pictures of it, putting them on Facebook, and then you relive the party. Now, what actually happens is people go to a party, take a bunch of pictures, put them on Facebook, and then you sit there and you resent the fact that you weren't at That's that event. Right. <laughs> and it actually has, you know, this breeds what is these days termed FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. Yeah. So instead of enjoying other people's, like, photographs, um, you end up just resenting people who are constantly sharing stuff that you're not at. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think that Sean had fully thought this through. Um, but yeah. but the fact of how how uh, how successful Instagram went on to be and 
people posting. I went to a family party yesterday, and there was, you know, a lot of people picture posting, taking pictures, and then posting. I did it myself with me and my son, and it is just a normal part of life, and and it uh, for better or worse, is kind of where we ended up. I think I think the thing is like the idea that people would document their lives online and that would be a thing that other people would be interested in uh, completely overestimates how much people resent people who constantly post about their own life on Facebook. Um, so <laughs> It was like an old sitcom trope where it would be yeah. like, oh, come see our vacation photos. You know? And yeah. it would just be like thought of as the most boring thing in the world. And now it's what we look at every day. Yeah, and this is the thing, I think, because it's no longer, like, remarkable or different or, you know, like, it, it's it's kind of just normal for people to put pictures of stuff online. The fact that Sean is talking about how it's a transformative development when in actually it just becomes, like, the most banal thing in the world. And, you know, it didn't take long, you know, almost as soon as Instagram existed, people taking pictures of their food became, like, a go-to joke for comedians. Um, so it's like, as soon as, as soon as that kind of behavior and like nowadays, like the most, like the people that I kind of, uh, you know, I'm friends with on Facebook and then obviously through Instagram, um, you know, like the things that they post on Instagram are mostly, um, you know, memes and stuff like that. So it's not about them sharing their life. It's not, and it's not even about them sharing memes. It's about them making odd kind of memes that aren't really memes and sharing those so the thing that's being shared online is not like someone going to a party and uploading like you know 500 pictures of that party and you being able to you know relive the party it's people sharing stuff that is you know like if you think about you know the kind of the the internet as it as it is you know people sharing like minion memes on facebook that's more common use of 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 pictures than actually those people taking pictures of anybody they know or pictures of their own lives. Um, so just because you can share pictures doesn't all of a sudden mean that, you know, what's being shared is, is that much more interesting. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's interesting as well in the script that, you know, the interruption downstairs with the police is not actually scripted. Um, like we stay in the room in the script, but uh, you know, in the actual film, we see the cops coming in, um, and they've got their torches and they're flashing them around and they're telling people to turn off the music. And then obviously it will take a little, you know, it won't take until tomorrow before the people in this room realize that the music has been turned off. You know, Ashley kind of notices it, uh, but in in the script, it, she notices it pretty quick. But because of the addition of the kind of police wandering around downstairs, it's actually a little bit later in the film in terms of the timing. Um, you know, in, in fact, in the script, it describes on the next page about a fleet of police cars. And I don't think there's a fleet of police cars. I think there's one police car with two officers, and that's pretty much it. Um, but it's worth now talking about the. Uh, I mean, the the you know the two girls are played by uh, Lacey Beeman, um, who has had a you know she's been had an okay kind of um, uh, career. She was in Legally Blonde and American Pie too, so obviously that's what qualifies her for appearing here as a sorority girl, um, which is weird because she appeared in those um like nine years earlier and she's still like a sorority girl nine years after that um she appeared in dexter as holly benson for like five episodes i've never watched dexter so i don't know if that's a significant character um and then recently she's appeared in a couple of episodes of hawaii 50 but she hasn't appeared in anything since 2013 um so and the other sorority girl 
Um, I think that the one that is uh, attempting to snort the cocaine, uh, if that's what it is that she's trying to do, uh, is played by uh, Cheryl Cheryl Wilson. And uh, she, again, she's had like a moderately successful, um, you know, TV career since this. Um, you know, uh, she's also she also appeared as a frat party girl in The Roommate, uh, which is a wonderfully dumb remake of Single White Female, but set in colleges. Um, oh, I haven't seen featuring, that. Uh, featuring oh who's the who's the who's the person who's trying to sing a white female the other girl name uh, I'm trying to remember the two leads of that film I saw it at the cinema uh, so I should know I think uh, Mi- oh yes Minka Kelly and uh, Leighton Meester uh, <laughs> oh, also stars they've got like the same names <laughs> so I they, always confuse yeah. those two that's so funny <laughs> yeah and and it also stars uh, Ali Michaela as well who along with her sister was in like a group. Um, but now she's on, I think, I, I think it might be her sister who's on the Goldbergs and now on Schooled. Um, but yeah. Oh, I know, yes, I know her. Yes. That, yeah. The, my kids love Goldbergs. It's actually a pretty funny show. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, are they watching the spin off Schooled as well? Um, which is set. Thrilled with Schooled, but. <laughs> it's basically the, it's the same program set in the 90s told from the point of view of the teachers so yeah um you know she also appeared in an episode of mad men and a couple of episodes of true blood um and then you know she's done the various like kind of tv stuff since um you know but most notably uh we have caleb landry jones um uh, playing the frat boy and he uh i don't know it's kind of remarkable because this is like one of his earliest appearances um you know he appeared in uh breaking bad pretty much like the same year as he appeared in this uh he was also in friday night lights as jimmy adler um, and then of course he was in x-men first class as banshee um i think he was killed off screen between x-men first class <laughs> and, the, and, and and days, days of future past. past um and then he was like the main star of the film antiviral uh which was directed by the son of a famous director um i'm trying to remember who it was now oh brandon cronenberg so by uh you know um uh, thingy cronenberg's son I, I can't remember his dad's name now. david cronenberg um, David Cronenberg's son, yes. And then he's also been in uh, Byzantium, which is, you know, fun in a film. Um, And then, you know, since then, he's been in a number of different films. Uh, And then most recently, of course, he was in Twin Peaks The Return, uh, where he appeared in four episodes of that. And then he was also in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, where I think he gets thrown out of a window um, because he's the kid who owns the billboards. Yes. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think I just saw him in Florida Project, too. Well, isn't he in that one? Did you yes, he that? is. Yes. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen Florida Project, but I have seen American Made, uh, which is a, a film where Tom Cruise plays a guy who flies cocaine into the country. So the the so the fact that he's um, in you know this scene doing cocaine and then later on starting a film. With Tom Cruise flying around cocaine, um, and of course, doing his I would say, part for cocaine in cinema. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, I would also say as well, like, I mean, I guess a lot of people would know him from Get Out as well, where he plays the brother of the uh, the character who uh, is the boy is is the girlfriend of um, of the main character. Um, you know, so yeah, he, like he's had like quite a remarkable career. Um, you know, I would say of all the kind of like minor characters in this film, he's probably got the kind of biggest career. Um, out of all of them, um, um, he's doing you know, a good job playing a douche. Like he's pretty douchey. 
Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think the funny thing is like, um, you know, in the script, his suggestion is that they take their bras off and you know they comply, but obviously, uh, you know, with this being a PG thirteen, that doesn't happen. So I guess maybe he doesn't look quite as douchey as he could have done, um, you know, in this in this particular thing. Um, uh, but yeah, so you know, uh, is there anything else that needs to be said about this particular minute? No, no, not for me. Well, then let's go to the Wednesday question, which is, what are your thoughts on other David Fincher films? You'd already mentioned earlier in the week that you'd seen a number of them at the cinema. So you know, uh, what are your general thoughts on David Fincher overall? So I think he's, I think he's brilliant. I think that, uh, I think that I can even find good things to say about Alien Three, at least the look of it, and um, you know. Benjamin Button, even like the look of it, it's such a weird movie to think that he made that. Um, and I'm loving Manhunter right now. I, I, I want him to make lots and lots of movies. I don't want him to get stuck in the serial killer genre. I, I'd like to see him play with interesting things and different, um, different actors. But I definitely think he's one of the best work, best directors working. Yeah, I mean, I think with Mindhunter, like. You know, um, I watched the first season. I've yet to watch the second season as of recording. Um, but I, I think, I think, like you know, uh, I, like I enjoy, I enjoy what he's doing there. But like I say, you know, I, I, I think it would be nice if he could at least kind of, you know, leave it in somebody else's hands to kind of do the directing for season three or whatever, and then find you know a film and kind of return to cinema because this is a, and now we're kind of in the longest gap in his career since you know he last released a film. Uh, you know, bigger than the gap between Panic Room and, and Zodiac. So, um, you know, I just like to see him kind of getting back into kind of directing something on the cinema because, you know, uh, he he is a director that, you know, you really kind of need his need to see his stuff on the big screen to kind of really fully appreciate it. Um, you know, and with the except many offers he's probably gotten from DC and Marvel. Like, I, I can't imagine that they haven't come to go to him multiple times. I mean, I think probably like around the time that Chris Nolan was doing like, you know, Dark Knight and stuff, they probably did approach him to do something. Um, but, you know, I like, again, you know, I just think, you know, it, it'd be nice if he could just do something and direct it and get it out there. And, you know, let's go and see it on the big screen. Uh, as much as as much as I like his TV work, it's like, you know, he's not really like he's a good director. I don't think TV really does him justice in terms of I agree. Like, if you're going to see anyone on the big screen, he's one of the people you definitely want to see it. It's it's you yeah, know, that's why we love the, the going to the movies. And hopefully they you know, it's not going away anytime soon. Hopefully. Uh, well, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug down? Um, nope. Uh, you know, you can find me on uh, Facebook complaining about uh politics in the u.s dan costa cool friend me. <laughs> and you can find us on myspace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on twitter at social underscore minutes or on facebook at social minute podcast thanks for being my guest here today dan thank you Darren. and i will see you tomorrow